Hi, everyone. This is Tech in the City from the MediaWorks Studio Network. I'm Yvonne Pilon, your host. You may know me as a girl who's regularly blowing up your social media feed with everything tech, innovation, entrepreneurship, and the girl who will likely never stop bragging about the great things happening in Windsor, across Canada, and across the world. For all the latest local tech news, make sure to follow the hashtag Tech in the City on all major social media platforms or sign up for the WeTech monthly Tech It Out newsletter. Today in studio, I am joined by Sabrina DeMarco, Executive Director at the Windsor-Essex Small Business Centre, someone who I've worked alongside many years and an organization that's helped thousands of small businesses um, start, grow and succeed. And I'm also joined by Kat Pasquatch, the owner of Culture Shock Jewelry. Kat is an Indigenous artist who's been hand-making jewelry for 13 years and soon to be featured on Vanity Fair UK. So welcome to Tech in the City. Thanks, Yvonne. It's great to be here. Yeah, wonderful. Okay, so today we're going to talk about goo, and we're not talking about the goo on your shoe or the goo we find in the shower. We're talking about Global Entrepreneurship Week. And for those listening, every year Global Entrepreneurship Week's millions of people, and it's really about celebrating the entrepreneurs. And this year's themes, we have global ecosystems, we have global education, uh, we have inclusion, policy, and What I want to talk about today is really highlighting the global entrepreneurship ecosystem that exists here. So we have lots of activities happening across the region for Global Entrepreneurship Week. And as the stats say here, there are 10 million people participating in this, 35,000 events, 170 plus countries. And we are doing some great things here in Windsor. So to start things off, I want to talk about goo and I want to talk to Sabrina. I'm going to kind of target this to you or to you is why is it important to celebrate Global Entrepreneurship Week? And more importantly, why is it important to celebrate entrepreneurs like Kat next to you? (laughs) I think it's important to celebrate entrepreneurs each and every day, especially entrepreneurs like Kat. Um, Global Entrepreneurship Week um, is a fantastic opportunity for the Windsor-Essex region ecosystem to come together and tap into the global network of entrepreneurs and global ecosystems. Um, The goal of the week is really to inspire and celebrate entrepreneurship and to inspire that next generation of entrepreneurs to strengthen our ecosystems and to foster connections and uh, partnerships so that we can further foster entrepreneurship and business development in the region. So it's really about celebrating and networking. And we don't do enough of that, right? I I think, um, you know, we're all working so hard, whether we're an entrepreneur, we're an ecosystem person, and we don't always look up and say all the great things that are happening. And I think um, that's one of the things that we want to accomplish with Tech in the City is really talking to the people and the companies who are really uh, shining a bright light and and really doing great things in the community. So Sabrina, can you shed light on terms of, uh, you know, how many people you supported over, over the years or... Or any of the stats there. I know I I do remember reading thousands of people come through the door every year at the Small Business Center. Yeah. So at the Small Business Center, we're in business to help people get into business. So we work with startups from zero to five years with fewer than 10 employees, typically. Um, We work with residents, uh, local entrepreneurs that have a great idea um, that want to turn their idea into starting a small business. So Mm -hmm. 
that in a nutshell is a lot of people that come through the doors with a good idea to start a business. So literally every single day, uh, my staff is busy meeting with people to helping them start and grow businesses in the region. In any given month, we've sat down with 50 uh, entrepreneurs on a one-on-one basis to help them um, start or grow their businesses. And if anyone's listening and is a small business uh, owner or has an idea to start a business, you can check them out at WindsorEssexSmallBusiness.com. And they have a beautiful new space on Chatham Street with, um, again, beautiful, beautiful space. Are you enjoying the new location? Yeah, absolutely. It's great to be downtown. Uh, change of scenery, change of pace is well w- welcomed. Um, we also have a salad office in the town of Essex. So the small business center is easy and accessible. Um, if you are link- looking information to grow your small business, please check us out on our social media, on our website and come in and see us for sure. Thank so you. So we have this Global Entrepreneurship Week and it's um, it starts basically the week of November 18th. And we always, you know, we celebrate a lot of things like Random Act of Kindness Day. And always the question you get is, you know, why do we just have a week? Shouldn't we be doing this every every day? Right. So, um, Sabrina, do you have any thoughts on like why storytelling is important for us? And, and as we look outside of our own organizational boundaries, but as a regional, uh, as a region, why we we need to talk about our stories more? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it definitely um, it has an important role to play. Um, I think as an ecosystem, um, it's important that we continue to elevate our game and nurture the environments um, necessary to foster entrepreneurship in our region. And I think storytelling is one way in which we can do that. We have a lot of great things happening in our region. A lot of talented entrepreneurs like ACAT. We have great quality of life, a lot of great value over rich economic uh, support systems and networks. So it's not just me saying this. I hear this time and time from entrepreneurs, um, newcomers and visitors to the region. Um, therefore, it's important that we continue to market our region, our thriving business community, our talented workforce in a meaningful and compelling way. And I think storytelling is a valuable tool we can use to do that. It can help us to elevate our brand, our key messages, and connect us with um, our connect our audience to interesting stories, experiences, and opportunities in the Windsor Essex region. Yes, Pat, I just please I, uh, chime in. Listening into your question, I was thinking about why do we only take a week to do it? And I think as an entrepreneur, to dedicate more time to that um, would be really challenging. Yeah. Uh, but to actually sit down and take the time to sit down and share a story about how somebody started their entrepreneurial journey is important um, because then you actually look back and look at your milestones and you're able to actually reflect on where you've come from and maybe even look to where you're going. Um, But being self-employed and just making the time to actually do something like that um, and then outreach other people and network, um, it's it's challenging. There's a lot of challenges in itself to just be able to stop and do that. So yeah, I think it's a challenge we all face is that Mm -hmm. we are so focused on working you know, within the business that we yeah. have to stop and take the time to work, yeah. you know, focus on working and on the And that's so important, like you said, and I think that's where the ecosystem, you know, as we look to, you know, enhance services and support to entrepreneurs is helping share their story, right? And Kat, I agree, you're you're working and you're trying to, you know, doing, you're wearing a thousand hats and now you got to post on social media, try to get media attention and and constantly tell your story. So I think the ecosystem are, are really allies for, for the entrepreneurs. And in fact, when you think about what makes a good ecosystem, it's, it's it's founders first always, right? So if we keep that mindset, um, and, and maybe that's a perfect segue into let's learn more about Cat because we again <laughs> founders first. We want to talk about you. So maybe you can kind of just how did you end up becoming the owner of Culture Shock Jewelry, and you know how did this compare to what you wanted to be when you were younger? 
Um, well, let me let me take a step back. Even before culture shock jewelry mm-hmm. became, uh, I had started doing like traditional native crafts when I was a child. So five years old, I'm sitting with my mom and my grandmother and making jewelry. And even at that age, uh, I was encouraged to sell uh, the things I was making at events that my mother and my grandmother were attending. So I had that opportunity and I was exposed to a culture of being self-employed at a young age. And it was a skill set that I had developed that I never, um, I didn't realize how much Mm -hmm. was going to benefit me. So flash forward, I'm um, now in Windsor, um, attending the University of Windsor, taking business. And I um, had started Culture Shock Jewelry prior to starting university, but as a hobby. And I needed a name, and that was what I did. But um, I'm sitting in one of my entrepreneurship classes, and the Small Business Center came in and did a presentation on Summer Company. So I thought, hey, this would be really cool because I could get some money for my business to buy supplies. Um, And then I decided to do program. And it was awesome because I became a registered business. I got to attend the workshops. I got a lot of support for that. And it was exciting because I felt like I was moving on to the next step. And not only that, I was using my education, like my business degree um, to enhance those skills. Um, I was actually applying what I was learning in the classroom. So that was actually five years ago. I had to go open up a new business bank account and realize my business license was expired. <laughs> so it was like, holy cow, it's been five, five years, years as a, as a yeah. And but it takes those types of moments to realize, wow, I can't believe I've been doing this for five years. I've, I've been <laughs> a real registered business for five years. That's amazing. Um, so I had to go renew my license. Um, but it was it was really exciting. I've graduated since, and I've been doing uh, yeah, I've been doing culture shock jewelry almost full time. Um, for those five years. Yep. So so the 13 years that I saw in an article, is that how long you have been cr- making? So that was when I sat down and came up with a name. Wonderful. So that was when I was cool. like, okay, I'm going to, yeah. I'm actually going to branch out. So it was always under the guise of like my family who were running events and going to powwows specifically in um, art, ve- art events. And then I was, I wanted to branch out and do my own. And that mm-hmm. was when I came up with a name and started, um, not only just doing traditional crafts is like branching out my jewelry and and uh, my tastes mm-hmm. in jewelry. Mm-hmm. So if you look at my products, they're not like traditional stuff. There's a lot of influences in my jewelry, but I like to mix it up. I like a lot of shine and bling, and so yeah, there's definitely some bling. modern appeal and and uh, trend to it. So yeah. we have the holidays coming up. Where can people purchase your jewelry? Um, <laughs> in Windsor. Uh, Specifically, I have I, my products are at the Urban Art Market in Walkerville, and then there's a new store that opened up on Ottawa Street called Native Wonders Gifts and Gallery. Oh, wonderful! So uh, there, there's authentic um, artwork and other craft products, and then um, the owner approached me and asked me if I wanted to be Great. a part of it. And of course, it's very exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Urban Art Market in Kingsville as well, and then my website. Perfect. And you ship all across Canada, uh, so all across the world, I, 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 I guess ship- soon to be yeah. all across the world. We're scaling, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So I, I have shipped internationally when I had my Etsy shop. Yeah. But now that I have my own online website uh, launched, mm-hmm. I have been shipping internationally, which is actually really exciting. But. So what I love about your story, Kat, and it brought me back to some, a memory that I have is when I first started my first tech venture was because I went to a new venture formation class in my post-secondary and just started working on a business which actually came a real business so it's it just goes back to I think 
you know, by introducing young people, whether you're elementary, secondary, post-secondary, how important it is to talk about that, because that was really what sparked, you know, the the presentation by small business centers sparked and you say, hi, I can do this. And, and there's support there for you. So that's mm-hmm. a pretty awesome story. So, um, so as an entrepreneur and, uh, as many entrepreneurs, we, we talk about kind of what, what's been really great and what's been not so great. So any of your, your biggest successes and maybe biggest struggles as, as a, as a, you know, an artist and entrepreneur, um, the struggles. Oh, the struggles. Um, there's a lot. <laughs> That's a whole nother topic. <laughs> and I, I think that the most commonly talked yeah. about is that as an entrepreneur, and especially at the beginning, everything falls on you. So if you can't make it or you get sick uh, and you have an event scheduled, it's either you really got to pull it together and tough it through for the next you know, few hours that you're at this event or you miss out on opportunities. Um, and then that is a, ultimately a reflection of your business. So, for example, this weekend in Walkerville is the Mistletoe Market. And if any of the vendors don't show up because they're sick or whatnot, you know, there's it's hard to fill in as an organizer. It's hard to fill in that space. Mm-hmm. And then um it's just, just like the challenge of not being able to um, put your but put your best foot forward. Sorry. Um, so there's that. And then some of the successes, though, uh, the, some of the successes always go back to like being with my family and seeing how proud they are of me. Uh-huh. Um, when the Vanity Fair thing happened, it was so incredibly nice to see so much of my family reaching out to me um and then the feedback that I've gotten from people outside my family they're like you're always looking to share people recognize that I'm always looking to point back point back my success to the people that helped me mm-hmm. and that was incredibly important when I sat down on the radio with CBC I had to put in right there right mm-hmm. away that I became a business because of the small business center that I was able to elevate myself because of the support that I got from there and um, so I'm really excited that you're here That's as wonderful. well this is well, this is amazing. This is exactly why we do it. Like we wouldn't be here without entrepreneurs like you. Who are well, so when talented. we originally we were brainstorming like global entrepreneurship is coming and I was like, you know, Sabrina leads up the regional alliance, which is a, a basically the collaborative group of all the ecosystem players in entrepreneurship. And we were like, you know, we really need to bring an entrepreneur to the table or like, a you know, someone who's, you know, leveraged the ecosystem. Exactly. And you were the first person that came to mind. And I know Sabrina and I are dying to understand and learn more about Vanity Fair. <laughs> so we heard there's a secret email that you got <laughs> that you didn't think was real. Yeah. So tell us. We want to know. Um, so it was one of the days where my mom and I sit in the kitchen and just like in our pajamas all day making jewelry and drinking tea so throughout the day i checked my email and it said something in the headline like it's a very vague like vanity fair condonast and at first i didn't even i did not put two and two together i looked at it and i scanned it quickly and i was like oh i i got a spam that from vanity fair <laughs> so sure. claiming to be from vanity fair so I actually just went back to working and for a, uh, a while I told my mom and she laughed and she's like, oh, that doesn't that doesn't sound real. And then later that day, I was like, you know, I should probably check this email and like scope it out. So the first thing is when you're looking to see if something's legit, right, you look at the actual email address and mm-hmm. it was literally from Condé Nast, like yeah. UK. And I was like. Okay, so I had to do research. I had to go and look at the website. This is and- what people do now with emails. You're like, is this real? Is the URL right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so I I went 
and I looked at the website to see their contact information to see if it matched up, their email addresses matched up. And I realized, okay, this is real. So then I actually went back and actually read the email <laughs> because I hadn't read it yet. Um, and they had, it was pretty uh, brief. And but they were saying that they had this opportunity for me to be a part of the next issue coming out and that, um, you know, if I was interested to contact them. So, you know, trying to be play cool with my response. I was like, yeah, you know, this is um, I don't even I'll remember see, I'll what check I wrote. with my assistant to see if, <laughs> if I'm available. Pretty much like I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm trying really hard not to be too excited. Right. And I'm like, um, well, yeah, we're open to hearing more about we. this opportunity. <laughs> oh, it's always we. It's always because it isn't just me. Yeah. Um, it, it's my family. Right. right. And so. Uh, they responded, and that was when all of the information that was needed, a phone number, to if I needed to discuss more, um, the details, specifics about what they needed from me. And I was, I was overwhelmed. I was overwhelmed at the time, and it was a very quick deadline. I think I needed to get back um, my proofs and everything in three days. And uh, so I, I already, thankfully, I already had product um, photography available. I had already had all the things in place that they needed. Um, how did they find you? Like, I think if I was an entrepreneur listening right now, I'd be like, how did this happen? Like, how did you get on Vanity Fair UK's like list? Well, it's funny because I didn't actually even think to ask them like how they found me. It's just like, (laughs) so we need to ask them. We'll call. But no. So, but after, after I had shared with a couple close friends, they're like, well, how did they find you? I'm like, oh, I guess I'll ask them. So after everything was said and done, I'd already like, they'd already emailed, um, sent me a, a le- physical letter in the mail. I was like sheepishly emailed them. So by the way, how did you come across this? Uh, but it was Instagram. They wow. found me on Instagram. Um, the woman that I had been working with had told me she researches uh, trending, like trending topics on Instagram. And that was how. So this is actually the second time I've had a huge opportunity come up through Instagram. Wow. Now, uh, speaking of Instagram, though, are you, are you a fan of the changes now with the... The not the likes and stuff. I know there's been a lot of um, influencers and people who leverage social media for that attention that are kind of like, hey, Instagram. Um, I not being able to I see. I still go and I look and I've kind of like you know every time you like scroll yeah. <laughs> on yeah. Instagram, yeah. I've like counted how many times it takes yeah. me to scroll. Do you, have <laughs> so a lot, do you have a lot of followers and I haven't checked recently? So what would be your, I'm just curious. Cause like, do you, if you like for the people listening to like, if you have a hundred thousand followers or are you under like, what would be your follower count? Um, as if, as if this week it was about 1100. Uh, but that's a really but great story. It's about to blow it, up. <laughs> it, it, it has increased. So since the, since the, the story of Vanity Fair, I, uh, between all my social media, I've gained over 300 followers. But that just shows like 11,000 followers is still a great amount of followers, but it also shows that like you don't, 1,100. Yeah. 1,100. Yeah. Which is good. But but still, I think that's a great, like you're getting all this attention. It's not like you have like the Kim Kardashian, you know, $2 million or 2 million followers or how many she has. I don't know. But <laughs> that's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which goes, I know Sabrina and her organization do a lot of workshops on social media and how important it is for small businesses because, truthfully, your customers are going there to find the latest and greatest and, and Vanity Fair proof that. <laughs> I know. It just this demonstrates the power of social media it, it, and the global opportunities it's created for you. Yay. Yeah. I definitely am a huge advocate for social media. And like your to your point about um, followers, I have a really good following um, 
that are with active followers as opposed to somebody who may have 10,000 followers but only one or two uh, comments whereas I have a thousand but I have like 15 comments like You're it's really about the engagement coming right? back what yeah. is your Instagram account for those listening oh uh culture shock jewelry so we so. hope to see thousands of more <laughs> likes to Kat's page so what's next for this so when will the magazine come out when can we start blasting that all over social media so I've been told that it has already been uh released in the UK um, it's already on shelves over there. Uh, one of the other artists that's featured on the same page, her and I have been chatting, and there's copies available there, but they're not available here. Can you see a digital copy yet? So I have I have the digital copy. Um, I had the, like, the digital proofs of everything, but um, I haven't seen it over here. So I know that Chrissy Teigen and John Legend are on the cover with their kids, and it's the Hashtag cute... no big deal. <laughs> so I was like, wait, does this mean that she's actually going to like look through the magazine and potentially see my jewelry? But um, I haven't been able to find it here in uh in windsor like the first day okay so if anyone is listening and can find a vanity fair uk or who's coming back from the uk please bring one what are you you gonna do when you when you get that whether it's shipped in the mail or you pick it up at a store what what is going to be the first thing that's going to come to mind are you gonna i have no idea like i just i really just want to like flip to the page that i know that i'm on and i definitely (laughs) want two copies one so that i can show people and one that i will probably like frame oh for sure you need a few copies (laughs) oh celebrate is this like your biggest like is would you say this is one of your your biggest moments so far in your journey uh it's it parallels a lot with another opportunity that i had Weren't your baby moccasins featured? Yes. So um, we need to. It takes us to. We'll brag about you. Tell us more about baby moccasins. um, So back to like what happened on Instagram. uh, There's a a luxury brand called Manitoba Mucklucks. I know not a lot of people are always familiar with it, but they uh, it's an indigenous owned company that specializes in um, in mucklucks and moccasins. And so they got huge when a lot of celebrities had started wearing their moccasins. Cindy Crawford, I think, being the most notable um, from the beginning. and um, the entire line. Yeah, so now they're huge. So they're carried in Nordstrom, Holt Renfrew. They've opened up their own um, stores, storefronts now. And they have a program called the Story Boot Program. And so they had identified some amazing Indigenous makers making traditional-style moccasins and mucklucks. Uh, years and years ago now. So this would have been mm-hmm. I, maybe even going on 10 years. Mm. But um, I had one of their story boot artist managers contact me through Instagram and said, I love wow. your stuff. I want your moccasins. And I said, well, I'm only going to do it if you take my mom and my grandmother. And they said, OK. So they took all three of us as uh, their story boot moccasin makers. So they... Um, it's a fantastic program. Uh, they support all Indigenous artists. It's all about um, taking our craft and artists actually being paid the value of what um, they are. Mm-hmm. And that because I had that opportunity, uh, they took my baby moccasins and they sent them to uh, the shopping channel on Canada Day. And Jeannie wow. Becker did a presentation of my moccasins on the shopping Man. channel. It just, it just <laughs> tell you about the power of social media. I know what it implies to like, uh, like as a business, but like 
Like, I don't know about you, Sabrina. Like, I know you're active on social media, but like some of my best mentors have come into my life through social media or, you know, opportunities. And it's like, I found you. And it, th- that's what I love the most about social media is like, you never know who's going to creep into your DMs, right? Yeah. Like in a good way, like <laughs> yeah. in a bad way sometimes too. But, um, but there's so much. And with businesses, you never know who's scrolling or who's searching that hashtag. So yeah. um, do you have Absolutely. any crazy social media stories? Oh, geez. <laughs> I don't know where to begin. Yeah. No, there's tons. Um, is there anything else you wanted to share, Kat, about your journey and about, you know, um, you know, if you had an entrepreneur toolkit of like the three things that you should equip yourself with um, to grow your business, what would you what would you say those three things would be? Um, you need a really good support network. And my support network comp- comp- comprises a lot of my family and my friends. Um, my friends are always the first my friends and my family are always the first to like shout my business name from mm-hmm. anywhere and support me you know the shows that i um sometimes i've double booked myself and my friends will run another table for me and awesome just to help not awesome. even you know like i could pay employees to help but there's so many people that are willing to support me and push me to succeed so that support network is incredibly important and then even the opportunity to be here today to share um you ladies have brought me here and we support each other like support network is so important to build good relationships so that's definitely number one i don't even know what else i would say in the toolkit i mean social media is incredibly important um I think that's one of the things that I see entrepreneurs who don't engage in social media um, because they don't know how to use it. Mm -hmm. And um, it's so incredibly important to get yourself out there. Super time consuming too, right? It is really (laughs) time consuming. But if you are not strong at it, then find somebody else that is and dedicate your time to what you're really good at and help and bring somebody else in that can help you with it. like because of social media, the yeah. world has gotten so much smaller and that allows me to send products to customers all over the world now. Great. And yeah, going back to, again, the theme, uh, one of the themes of this year's Global Entrepreneurship Week is those ecosystems. And again, I think there's, uh, Sabrina, you might know the number, but there's over, you know, a, a few dozen organizations that help at all different levels, right? From startup to tech to supporting industry matchup with, um, you know, academia. There's a lot of support here. And um, do you have any comments about like how we, you know, how important that ecosystem is? Yeah, it's it's huge. And um, we have in our region over 25 yeah. Um, partner agencies yeah. that make up the regional yeah. alliance of Windsor yeah. Essex. Yeah. That doesn't even include our private sector support yeah. services yeah. like like yeah. banks and yeah. BDC, etc. Um, but our regional alliance is very strong and active um, as service providers that support small business entrepreneurs in our region. We come together on a regular basis mm-hmm. um, to talk about our upcoming entrepreneurs. Um, where who are the ones to watch? Mm-hmm. Um, who are high growth uh, firms. Mm -hmm. And we actually invite them in on a monthly basis Mm -hmm. to pitch to our regional alliance. And the benefit to the entrepreneur is that they get to meet the ecosystem partners. They get to Mm -hmm. uh, uh, understand what resources exist. Mm -hmm. 
and then the benefit to the regional alliance partners is they get to um, really interact with up and coming entrepreneurs and companies, mm-hmm. learn more about their growth plans, mm-hmm. and chime in yeah. and offer them the resources and help and feedback that they need to get to the next level. And it's been great because I know when we always say the number of organizations, a lot of people think of the you know oh that's a lot of people doing the same thing, and in fact everyone has such a very niche focus from being the actual funders from like you know the community futures uh, development uh, group um, which do grants in the in Essex County and in the county areas to you know um like organizations like small business centers that that support more mainstream businesses to the Genesis and Epicenter who work with student-based entrepreneurs. So there's a, a really big network of people there to support you. Yeah. Um, and that's what's awesome is we are working together. We meet every month. We've been right. meeting every month for almost seven years. Yeah. So I think that's always a, a message that doesn't get understood. These are support services and champions. We want to help you. Um, and yeah. again, Kat is a great example of exactly what happens, you know, when you, uh, you meet with um, some of the ecosystem partners. Um, I wanted to bring up maybe, because uh, we talked about this before we were on air, is, you know, the conversation about women entrepreneurs. And and um, Sabrina, um, your organization, uh, Windsor-Essex Economic Development Corporation, just uh, announced a large grant from the federal government as part of the Women's Entrepreneurship Strategy Fund. Right. I hope I'm saying that right. You are. Um, I'm picturing the acronym in my head. Yeah. Um, and then that is really to uh, to build up um, more support for female entrepreneurs. So, Kat, maybe because um, you had shared some really in- insightful information. So uh, what do you think? How do we get more women into entrepreneurship? Um, there's a lot of different strategies how to get women into entrepreneurship. But it the biggest challenge, I think, for women is to understand, like, those gender roles need to be broken down. And it was it's just incredibly frustrating to see um women kept in a box and that uh, we are supposed to subscribe to certain Mm -hmm. um, fields of work and that entrepreneurship um, is maybe not considered not something um, that we're capable of. And I, I, it's a, it's a challenging conversation um, to have and that um, as women, we're just as capable to start off, uh, start up a business and grow it to, you know, huge multinational organizations and, um, it's, it's, it's difficult because the people that we see in the news, like Steve job automatically Don't get me started, right? Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot of men that are always being featured and their stories being told, mm-hmm. but like, who are the other people behind the scenes and where yeah. are the women? Yeah. Because I know that they're there, but they're just not yeah. getting the attention that they need. Mm-hmm. And without those role models, it can be really challenging for women to yeah. see themselves in those roles. I Googled tech entrepreneur once and it took me almost like three scrolls to find the first female in that space. And I'm sure probably if you Googled just entrepreneur, you'd probably find the same, the same thing. So um, I know there's this grant is going to be um, a, a piece of the puzzle. It's not the solution, but it's to increase activities, to increase exposure. Um, right. Sabrina, I don't know if you have any comments on that. Yeah, I mean, certainly as, as you know, um, part of this grant we're hoping to do is, you know, help to break down those barriers and mm-hmm. get more women mm-hmm. involved in entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. specifically in the tech space mm-hmm. um, and getting more young women to pursue education and careers in mm-hmm. STEM sectors as well. Um and it's really about highlighting those women. And we know that they exist that are running powerful mm-hmm. companies in tech and that are exporting and that, you know, are growing the corporate ladder as well. So we want to 
do some storytelling in that yeah, area. Yeah, no. Right? <laughs> I will, Kat, you are more than welcome to come on the show anytime. And like I said, we can't wait to see that magazine. In fact, I think we're, <laughs> we should, if it's available, we should bring it to our next regional alliance Absolutely. meeting as a, as a success story. Because um, truthfully, as a as as working also at WeTech, um, our success is your success. It truly is exactly. because our job is to support you. And when you win, we win. And I know we are always trying to shout our region successes loud and proud because we're a great organization, uh, a great organization. We're a great community. And as economic development would say, Windsor Essex is where Canada began. So um, to, I, I know we could probably talk for hours and hours and hours, but Kat, I'm going to ask you the last question. Um what can we do as a region better to support entrepreneurs? And I want you to answer that question as if Sabrina and I weren't in this room. Because <laughs> that's tough. Because I know because the whole point is, you know, we know, like I said, there's always room for improvement. Yes, so um, I asked that question honestly of what can we do to better? And it's and it and it doesn't have to be targeted towards an organization, but as an ecosystem It's like, what could we do? What would you like to see? Is it? more stories about the entrepreneurs, more pitch competitions, more mentors, more funding. What is it? Um, well, I can, I guess I can speak to experience, uh, but I know that it's incredibly challenging as a startup to get financial resources. And that's mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. a big thing. And they don't, they don't always need to be large um, amounts. So, um, because I kind of vary in the world between entrepreneurship and arts based, mm-hmm. I have a lot more resources in terms of arts. Yeah. So if I need a $250 grant to, you know, cover the cost of something, mm-hmm. um, that's, that helps. Yeah. And especially at the beginning when I was a student, like, the, um, even though I got to do, uh, a program where I got $3,000, that was awesome. Um, but sometimes the $250, mm-hmm. so small micro grants, like mm-hmm. that's maybe yeah. micro micro. Yeah. Um, those things help yeah. and be able to sit down and, oh, I yeah. thought of two more things. So yeah. sit down and do some amazing business cards. Um, like I've met a lot of entrepreneurs, people starting off, oh, I don't have a business card. Yeah. Or, you know, they scribble down their email yeah. on a piece of paper and headshots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, headshots is a really big thing. Um, if you're starting up a website, mm-hmm. people want to know who you are. I love when I, you get the bathroom selfie. <laughs> the bathroom selfie. I was like, I cannot put this on the website. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually guilty of that. I don't have. I the No, we all shot, are. We totally all are. The headshots that I have are from when I was a student yeah. still. So okay. um, those like they're small things that get overlooked, that but they're important. Difference. Yeah, they really are. No, so sometimes yeah. it's about take, taking a step back yeah. and looking at the small things at the beginning. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think on the finance part, we know um, we know that's always an avenue of like, again, when you look at ecosystems and strong ecosystems, they have a strong capital piece of it. Right. And uh, those are things that I think we're, we're working on and trying to, again, put more capital into these companies because it takes money to grow. Right. And mm-hmm. we constantly see these monster companies going, you know, raising series A, series B, series C. And sometimes it's not the millions are looking for. It could just be a small micro grant of $250. So, right. Yeah. Okay. We- I have one more question. I totally forgot. So if you had one goo wish, so global entrepreneurship wish for Windsor Essex, and this could be like a moonshot wish, right? So what would it be? Both of you can be anything. <laughs> you go first. Literally, it could be like, I don't know. I, yeah, I'm leaving it up to you. That's a tough question. So I don't want to answer it. So I'm making you a global <laughs> entrepreneurship wish. A moonshot. Maybe we'll just make it a moonshot wish for this community. So that's like, again, that if, you know, your big 
perfect in a perfect world, this you would love this to happen. If you could have anything. Uh, the same resources that were available to me in this city to be available to small um, and remote areas of Canada. So specifically because it touches home yeah. indigenous communities, yep. people don't have the same opportunity. And there's um, there aren't jobs. Right. And so ultimately, one of the greatest things about entrepreneurship is job creation. And so to be able to take that back home and create jobs in reserves would be fantastic. I just got goosebumps because that is the most amazing answer. It's true because like actually one of the themes of Global Entrepreneurship Week again is inclusivity is allowing everyone should be able to participate Mm -hmm. in this space. So what an amazing moonshot. Thank you, Kat. And Sabrina? Well, I couldn't agree more. Like I I think that Windsor Essex is thriving and Mm -hmm. well positioned to maximize further economic diversity, Mm -hmm. prospering growth for the region. When I think about entrepreneurship at a grand level, and I know this is a lofty goal, but our region needs to continue to foster entrepreneurship innovation. That's the role that we play. Mm-hmm. Um, but our entire region needs to be acting innovatively and entrepreneurial. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur, you work for yourself, mm-hmm. you work for somebody else, mm-hmm. you work for a community center, or mm-hmm. you're a teacher. Mm-hmm. You need to think and act entrepreneurial and be mm-hmm. proud of what you do and be passionate. And I think that'll make a heck of a lot of difference. Uh, and we're for going into a week to celebrate that. So Kat and Sabrina, I want to thank you. Kat, if I had one amazing takeaway that I really feel um, is so, you're just such a wise, brilliant woman, is the fact that you came back to always recognize the people that supported you. And I think so many people forget about, you know, you got to where you are because of people, right? And th- mm-hmm. those people are your friends and family. And I think that's just an amazing um amazing knowledge that you have. And Sabrina, I know how hard you work because people in the ecosystem don't realize how much time and how much, um, what we do, I think on the background. So I want to recognize you and your team for all of the work that you do in making Windsor Essex a better place for entrepreneurs to thrive. Um, and again, Global Entrepreneurship Week is November 18th to 23rd. There are lots of events happening That's across right. the region, including a basics of starting a small business center. We have an Enactus at St. Clair College is doing an open house to celebrate Global Entrepreneurship Week. There is an innovation, innovation, innovation <laughs> competition a launch happening at the University of Windsor, a lunch and learn with entrepreneurs, again, to celebrate Global Entrepreneurship Week. And we will be celebrating as an ecosystem with our Libro Scale Up pitch finale, where we'll be going to be giving one tech growth company a $10,000 prize. So all of these informations are available on the WeTech website. If you go under tech blogs, you'll get a list of all the great things happening here during Global Entrepreneurship Week. So in advance, Sabrina Kat, thank you so much for joining me today on Tech in the City. Happy Global Entrepreneurship Week. Kat, I cannot wait. I'm going to now, as soon as this is done, I'm going to (laughs) find somebody to get this magazine your way. Um, Thank you for tuning in to Tech in the City. We look forward to seeing you again soon.